Beyond Yacht Rock, Yachter and Yacht, Volume 89. You're writing them in. You're saying it's a Yacht Rocker and Yacht. We're rating them on the Yasky scale. 50 and above are Yacht Rock songs. Then I'm going to shuffle. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, now we're all shuffling. You know, you know how the Yasky scale works. I'm J.D. Riznar. Hollywood Steve. Dave. Hunter. First song written in by Today in Yacht Rock in, at in underscore yacht on Twitter. And they write... At in underscore yacht. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and if you haven't seen their Twitter, it's fantastic. We already talked about that. Bill of Bounty's only single to chart. This Night Won't Last Forever made its debut on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 88 on this day in 1978. It peaked at number 65 on July 8, 1978. That's kind of boring facts. This song has not been rated by a Yacht Rock, so it may be in Yacht. Hashtag Yacht and Yacht. You know, I don't see a problem bringing up again that we think their Twitter's great. I know, but you, gonna, you know, you say, "Hey, gonna, we told you guys about it before. We really want you to check it out." But you're stating it like it's a new fact. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Maybe we got some new listeners. That's that's a funny joke. We have fun. Um, this is from Bill of Bounty's album called "This Night Won't Last Forever." Uh, personnel aplenty, but none of our faves are on this song. I'll, uh, I'll add also, this song is better known in the bigger hit version by Michael Johnson. It was uh, one of his two top 20 pop hits. The other one was Bluer Than Blue. I think I think this came out, his version came out like a year after Bill's. As I listen to this song, I'm hearing a, lot a of very... fun facts. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Not a lot of them. Uh... Michael Johnson, the most memorably named artist in music history, besides R&B singer Joe. I like. Uh, uh, I'm hearing a very sentimental ballad. I'm, I haven't listened to this song yet until right now. And I hate when that happens. But. I swear I wrote something yeah, it's, it's on there, but straightforward than some of his, uh, his his later later yachtier stuff. He just has that like a, a non Michael McDonald yacht yarl. He, he's that an accordion. I don't think I heard an accordion. There it is. I think it's a guitar. No. Yeah. I think it's like a slide guitar. I'm like either a slide or guitar or a, or a synth. Could be a pedal steel even. I was going to say it might be a steel guitar. It's a pretty simple love so battle. Michael Johnson tends to cross over into country. He had a couple country hits later in his career. Yeah, that would that would explain a pedal steel. I also feel, yeah, it does feel a little country too. I don't like this song for the boat. Uh, for but it's his, it's his good best song. Real, it peaked it at 65. 40. It's too sentimental ballad. I don't need it. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little too straightforward for me for the, for the boat. Uh, it is a uh, the Michael Johnson version is pretty much a, a soft rock classic, but uh, don't know about yacht. I think I think 40 is about right. I think I'll go with that too. Is there any sweet, anything sweet on the bridge anywhere? Yeah, so like uh, something cool happened. I, I think we just passed the bridge. I heard some e-piano, I think, maybe. I thought there was something cool coming, and then it, you just went back into it. Sounds yeah. like, are they vamping to something here? Let's Probably see. not. Let's listen in a second. 
Just the chorus. Gaga. We're in like the last sixth of the song. Nothing's going to happen. No. Uh, I'll say 43. I mean, his voice alone always puts it a little higher than probably. It's almost... That's an accordion or a concertina, I swear. Maybe it is. Because you should have listened to it and did some... I know. <laughs> um, I'll give this a 46. Steve, what are you thinking? He already said already 40. 40. Yeah. Sorry. So, two 40s? Three forty, uh, yeah, two forty-three and a forty-six. We got a forty-two point two five. That is Nyat Yacht Rock. Next one written by Java Joel Murphy at Java Joel is Night Flight. If you want it, and Java Joel says, "If this isn't Yacht Rock, I don't know what is." I don't think he knows what Yacht Rock is. <laughs> uh, check out the video for this song on YouTube. Uh, the singer is a maniac. Maniac. Looks like he has a spray painted on yeah, beard. It's like I, I, I wrote that uh, it looked like something that a TV producer would put together in the '70s that doesn't quite get music, but wants <laughs> wants a yeah. certain look. So you've got like a pretty standard looking band, like like mm-hmm. say like the Commodores or somebody. Not in fancy yeah. costumes. Mm-hmm. They're just wearing nice clothes mm-hmm. and kind of doing. Uh, synchronized like dance steps. Yeah, it's all it's and all unassuming black musicians. Yeah, and then in the middle, this dude that looks like a cr- like if Juan Epstein from Welcome Back Cotter were <laughs> an extra in the Warriors, <laughs> like and with a, like a speckled like a, a spray painted on yeah. beard, <laughs> like a hair plug looking beard. Yeah. Is the lead orphan? No, no, that not that dude. No, I'm um, saying he would be the lead but orphan. More like, more like Rembrandt. If Rembrandt were a like a, a beefy white guy, like huh? he had the brown leather vest and everything. Oh, he had the, he had a vest. Yeah, he, he's a wannabe oh, yeah. warrior. Yeah, he was, he was trying to get. He was telling girls he's in the Warriors. And, yeah, and then a warrior actually shows up. He's and like, he hey, what up. are you what are you talking? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's a reason. I'd say there's a reason why that guy looks like this because he's uh, he's on the greatest disco label of all time, Areola Records. He does look like an Areola. <laughs> he looks like a human Areola. Um, did they did they, did they name the label that because they thought when they put it on a record player it looked like there was a tiny nipple poking out of the middle and then possibly? the whole thing surrounding it was a huge areola i would say the areola what would be the most disco body part you would you say the areola, areola yeah. has to be yeah. pretty <laughs> it's gonna be pretty up there um this is uh, uh besides uh we have uh yeah that one guy that, that that singer guy he he wrote uh he co-wrote or broke blame it on the night with superstar entertainer finnis henderson Ooh. Was that guy's good. Sandy Toronto, or is it the other guy? Did you guys hear the note that guy just hit? Think, that was pretty sweet. I think the Sandy Toronto. Um, yeah, because I was just trying to figure out, because I, I remember saying the name Sandy Toronto in some kind of songwriting credit in a fairly recent episode, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And so besides, it must have been that. So besides that, we got the, we got both Breckers on this, both brothers, and uh, David Sanborn. That's mm. about it. What year is this from? An idea is you know what I realized. Di- disco, di- disco years. I, I realized two thirds of the way through writing this, I never put down any of the years. Um, it's a good looking man. Yeah. Yeah. 
ridiculous. Yeah, great, great set of teeth. Hey, Dave, since you have a computer over there, why don't uh -huh. you why don't you uh, pull up Discogs and uh, be handy to get us some years? Seventy-eight. Yeah. Oh, nope. Wait, yeah, that's the album else. is called Night Flight. Oh, I could probably just look at the album here on Spotify. And there are some things I like on this. It's yeah, it's not super disco-y. Yeah, it does have a cool groove, and it's not like full-on Quiet Storm either. And it's not full-on Earth, Wind, and Fire. It gets yeah. pretty close. The uh, album's yeah. from '79, and they released the single in '80. But Thank I, you, Dave. it does want to. It wants to be a disco ballad more than a. It's the, the string. It wants to be an R&B hit. Yeah, it's very. It's pretty straightforward. The arrangement's very straightforward. Nothing that interesting is going on. There's so some there's there's a little bit on in the backgrounds going on. There's some instrumentation that's pretty decent, but it's not. But yeah, that that drum beat's a little more standard than your. But four on the floor they don't do it. There's no changes in it. That yeah, it's very yeah, straightforward. It's, song. Yeah, some, the yachtiness comes in the changes a lot of the time for like me. It, it starts off. It's got a little guitar riff, and you don't know what's coming. Yeah, I mean the Brecker Brothers aren't great personnel. Uh, Speak for yourself. <laughs> I give it a fucking forty-eight. Forty-eight feels right. It's so close. Yeah, it's closer than I thought it was going to be. I'm giving it a fifty. I'm not quite sure if the, this. I'm looking at the personnel here, and the lead singer that we've been talking about, written by, I think his name's Howard Johnson. Oh, maybe I, I know. I know Sandy Toronto was in this group, but maybe he was different. Yeah, well, different this was guy. written by Sandy Toronto, but it was written by Howard Johnson, who's a founding member. Anyway, uh, forty-five. Hotel guy. Yeah, he should stick with hotels. Yeah, so he's a third baseman for the Mets. Oh it? yeah, he was. Yeah, back 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 Second when I started baseman? watching baseball. Second, no, third, third baseman. Third, 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 third. I think. Yeah, I remember that guy's. No, eight, no wait, Ray Knight was the third uh, baseman back in that era. Maybe may been, may been second. Do we have a number from Steve yet? <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm going to give it a 46. Put it close. 47.25. It is Nyat. Next song written by Pumpkin Boy at Meldrick the Mage. Uh, can you Yatsky Tears for Fears? Bad man song. A British band with zero personnel. Well past the era. But I think it might be on the boat. Hashtag Yadernya. I did not vet these suggestions very well. No. Uh, well, I, I think that was a vampire magician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something that nerds like. It's a pumpkin. Yeah. Halloween themed. Yeah, sure. What's, what's going on? This is an eight. This is an eight. Uh, this is way past the era, having come out in 1990 on the Sowing the Seeds of Love yeah, album. I like that, that. I liked that album when I was a kid. I was a pretty cool kid. Well, it was the follow-up to uh, the album with their hits on it. <laughs> well, I like the Sowing the Seeds of Love. The, uh, the title track is good. Yeah. That was a, that was a minor hit. Uh, this is a prog gospel. Prog gospel. Oh, prog gospel. <laughs> yeah. This is prog, All right. This is prog gospel. I mean, there's parts of this song that I, not this part, but other parts of the song that I can hear why he asked the question. But this is. Yeah, I saw you wrote that. This is not. I wanted you to explain that because I listened to the whole thing and I had no idea. I love this guy's voice, man. I love Tears for Fears so much. 
I'll give this a, a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've heard I've heard some of the uh, the tracks on this this particular album get lumped in with the uh, the sophisticated movement, like the like basically the non singles off this album. The longer ones like this will get tabbed as sophisticated in some quarters. It's it moves away from um, the. Uh, what would you say they're 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 a little more new wavy in their first album? Yeah, they're more. They're, they're early on. They're songs, more new wavy. Songs from the big chair. Is that oh, there was that? one before that? Uh, the hurting or something like that. There's definitely more instrumentation on this, and yeah, and this but yeah, they don't. Stuff. Yeah, this is this is the album. Like the singles off this album are more kind of psychedelic, you know, Beatlesy pop stuff. Very prog gospel, largely produced. If I recall, sowing the seeds of love. Yeah, like a huge song. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. Big old video. Is this the part that you thought, Dave? Not really. This no. sounds like a George Michael B side. Let's get some numbers on this and move on. I like this song, but yeah, not a lot to analyze. Uh, Fifteen. I'll give it a thirty-seven for its uh, sophista pop. Oh. Having one one foot in the sophisticated world. Très as the French would say. Do they say that? Yeah. Oh, cool. You're very generous. Well, I knew what I, I was able to put it together with context clues. Cognates. I'll give it a 23, which Trace is Michael three. Jordan's number. We got a 21. <laughs> wow, that's really high. That is Nyat Yacht Rock. But that's what Gene intended. Gene Yatsky for our new fans, inventor of the, fic- well, he's not fictitious, the real inventor. Hey, of let's the have Yatsky a round of applause if this is your first time listening to the show. <laughs> ah, all right. Welcome, welcome. I don't know if you can classify that as a round. <laughs> this one was written in by personification of the 90s Mentos commercials at Blue Electric. You know, you can put anything you want for your name. <laughs> That's what they put. Blue, Blue Electric. Oh, blue, blue, electric. Two blues. Yeah, that's right. Okay, does Rick Spring... Uh, does Rick Springfield's What Kind of Fool Am I Fit the Boat? There's one. I'm trying to sing the Mentos theme song. But I can't. Okay. Uh, there's already one Rick Springfield song from this album on the boat, and this one has a lot of e-piano. It's about a fool. What say you? Hashtag Yacht and Yacht. What's it? The, you know the... Children of our future song, teach them well and let them. Yeah, yeah I heard that. I heard that in all. this. The greatest love of all. Yeah, yeah that was, I couldn't think of the name. Yes. Who wrote that? Start this over. It's the greatest love of all. The opening. Yeah, it totally is. I heard the same thing. Is this the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like. You mean like? I believe. It's yeah. Oh, here it comes. It, it's undeniable. Jeez. I don't remember all this preamble. Here it is. Died it long ago. Yeah. To walk in anyone's shadow. My dignity. Yeah, Randy Watson. Because yeah. of grief. Randy Watson. And Little Ricky is bringing for you. Sexual chocolate. Um, that would be a good, a good like Netflix series as Randy Watson. You know they're making the sequel. I know, but who gives a fuck? Put somebody else in that Randy Watson makeup, and I want to see. I want to follow him around yeah, for a see week. See what he's up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the writers of Greatest Love of All are Linda Creed and Michael Masser. They must be very rich. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see Queens through Randy Watson's eyes. Where does, uh, this was where origi- does that guy hang? That was out? originally recorded by George Benson. Oh. 
Oh. Uh, greatest Love of All? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'd love to hear that version someday. I, uh, I watched, this, uh, watched this video. Mm-hmm. They made it very clear they either used leftover film stock or... They Short just, ends. They just dragged it around because they really wanted us to know that this was, it was film stock and not VHS. That's what the whole purpose of the video is. And uh, that's really all I got. Well, yeah, also, he was the second best part of uh, True Detective Season 2. Oh, yeah. Rick Springfield was in that? Oh, yeah. He played this creepy plastic surgeon. Yeah, oh, he was great. Ooh. Second best part. Something I, There's a lot of stuff I really like about that season of True Detective. The locations were fantastic. Mm. Um, all right. So this is uh, like, a, like a pretty soft ballad. I like the fool stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it an 18. 18. I don't know if I'm that low. That's on that's it. low. I think I think 32 is a good number for it. I'm gonna give I it. I fucking love Rick Springfield. Just yeah. not for the boat. I mean, his first two albums are just like perfect pop. They really albums. are, and I think yeah, he's yeah, he's criminally, a power pop guy, and criminally actually, underappreciated because he was a soap star. And not just Gray's Love of All. This also sounds like another Rick Springfield song that's faster that I can't put my finger on. Um, you better love somebody. Don't they, they are, hesitate. They're just perfect. He just churns out these perfect little songs that all sound the same. Uh, uh, Thirty-nine. Steve, did you give a number? No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a little lower than the last song. I'm gonna give it a thirty-four. I thought somebody would ask me what the f- best part of. True Detective season over. And oh, uh, see, what, what is it? <laughs> season two. It's not the ending. Uh, it's not the fact that it ended. Uh, come on. The best, the best part, part was... Uh, the creepy Conway Twitty. Don't you remember that? No. I didn't see most of it. What? Yeah, I kept, where was it? it? Was that the same... They had a performance at, at the, the bar end of the and the dude, just the guy, the Conway Twitty uh, impersonator, like did a, did, just did a song at the... I can't believe it. it. He that, that that moment out. David Lynch. David Lynch. Well, True Detective season two was clearly a huge influence on Twin Peaks season three. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's almost the exact same show. <laughs> uh, anyways, thirty point seven five. That's nyat. I mean, not a lot of nyat on this one. This one's written in by Big Billy at Pass Out Phenom. It's Jess Roden, a brand new start. Steve is really good at looking at, at jumbled uh, words that are squished together, yeah. Twitter names, and being mm-hmm. able to ha- hash them out. And I can't do it to say. No, it. it's like I was. I was ready to go on that one. Yeah, when I'm when I'm struggling, yeah. I can see Steve sometimes get a yeah. sit up. He's a chill. good teacher. Guy. Teacher, I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, he's good to have in the car with you when you're trying to figure out somebody's personalized license plate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's a fun game. Like, what the right. fuck did they do on purpose? Oh. Oh, yeah. You remember yeah. this? Okay, I kind of. Con- the Conway Twitty song? What did you guys find out about this Jess Roden song? Uh, he's kind of kind of amazing. He's an English dude that ran around in that scene in the 60s and 70s, but he sang Back Up for The Who on um, a song I don't remember, uh, Mott the Hoople, and he sang Back Up for Grace Jones on the backdoor suggestion Pull Up to the Bumper. And he has this history of, um, like, just... Getting Ooh, getting involved getting involved with a band and then quitting like he joined up with uh, the other dudes from the Doors and made a band called the Butts 
<laughs> Another back backdoor suggestion. And they played uh, the old Grey Whistle Stop show, and then he left the band. But like everything I could find about him was, and then he left the band. Mm. Like he and Steve Winwood started something, and then he left the band. Mm. But I dig this. He's kind of like a session guy, but vocalist. This reminds me a lot of uh, Sean Cassidy's uh, Jay Graydon stuff, and then he sounds like Sean Cassidy. See, I got like a Mark Jordan vibe from him. JD, you're no, the- <laughs> no, 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 and it could have been because when I was listening to this video and playing Stardew Valley this afternoon, Mark Jordan came on right after it. Yeah, and Mark Jordan music is much more complex and interesting than this. This is I don't, I don't. You've written on this document. This one is firmly on the boat. Yeah, I'm I didn't try to talk I didn't, you out of that. I didn't say it because now, like, this is now the second time I'm listening to it. And I think it's on the boat, but I think it's low 50s. Okay, so I, I that, got that chorus kind of kicks in for me there, though. I got some info. I read the yeah. teeny, I read the teeny tiny tiny album liners from Discogs. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, from from the Discogs JPEG. Um, so what we got here, <clears throat> from what I can tell, we got Rob Mouncy on keys. We also have Rob Mouncy um, on arrangement, and a special thanks to Rob Mouncy. So it appears that although Jess was a Brit who played with Mop the Hoople, he came to New York City to make this song because Rob refused to lug hit that keyboard across the pond. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm taking it down four flights of stairs, I'll and take, that's it. I'll carry it eight blocks. I'll put it in a cab. Um, Do we have a year on this one? So I think it's 79. Oh, really? That's my guess I, from <laughs> when I was researching it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I looked I it up earlier, too. These synths sound a little space-age. It's an interesting choice. It's an interesting song. A little too. It's a little too like straightforward R and B into disco. It's. It very much sounds like the Sean Cassidy J Graydon album, where he's trying a little. He's trying to croon a little too hard. There's a sweet guitar solo here. But he has a sweet guitar solo in there, just like Sean Cassidy's J Graydon stuff. I give it fifty. So, Dave, would you give it again? 52. Yeah, I was just thinking 52 myself. I think that's uh, just barely there. I, I like the I like the <laughs> I like the beginning. <laughs> Mostly, he kind of this beginning sounds a little more like late 80s to me. Something about that the the airiness of the synth tones. S- sounds like. Um... Oh, it's a good guitar. Yeah, yeah. But then he, but then he starts, he he starts uh, teen idling it, um, a little bit. I'm gonna. Get- Are you talking about the seminal '80s hardcore punk band from DC, the Teen Idols? I don't know. I don't. Let's get obviously. I don't understand a word you just said. Ian Mackay's band before Minor Threat. Let's get a number and you move on. I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna pretend like I know what you're talking about. Fifty-one point two five. What did you give it, Hunter? Oh, I gave it a fifty-one. Okay. That's young. All right, lightning round. Uh, hey, I want to thank this guy at JD Devon, aka J Diggity on Twitter, for not only enduring the Yacht Rock reviews. Uh, show at the Henry Fonda Theater in LA in May of 19 
but also for keeping track of the set list and getting an average Yatsky score for the whole thing. I, wow. So that, I, I just got a, I just got a really good idea. Hmm? I don't know if I should say it on air, but don't let me forget, forget okay. it. Hunter we, has a good this, idea. Put a pin in it. We could talk about it next show if you guys want to talk All about right. it. Uh, average Yasky score for that show was 66. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, for the Yacht Rock review. When they did Yacht Rock, they did very essential Yacht Rock a lot. And the the not yacht, the Yacht Rock was generally cuspy, save like Sister Golden Hair, which has a five on the Yatsky scale. But I have a feeling these un songs are going to pull that average way down. Easily. There's a reason we haven't rated the next five songs from the Yacht Rock Reviews gig. And it's because they are way far off. Yeah. So Saturday in the Park by Chicago. It's from Chicago 5 from 1972, which puts it five years out of the era. Yeah, this is way pre-champ, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was doing... He wasn't even the no. champ at that point. He was the son of... Son of champ. Son of champ. Yeah. <laughs> Sons. He later became his own father. Creepy. Um, well, his father died, and then he, he he got the title, usurped the throne. Yeah. yeah. I thought he just kicked his dad's ass. Could have done that, too. Could have done that, too. We have to ask him sometime. I'd give this a 20. All right. That's not that angry. No, I'm not angry at this one. I can no. feel the seeds this, of Yacht Rock in this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a complicated... It's jazz rock. It's, it's jazz rock. Early yeah. jazz rock. Yeah, it's like it's, blood, sweat, and tears. It's yeah, like, that whole yeah. like way pre-Steely Dan jazz yeah. rock. I'll give it a 24. It's like, these guys were in band in high school. Uh, it's got a very different feel than Steely Dan type jazz rock, too. Like, it's mm. not quite... Did you say 20, JD? Yeah. That sounds right to me. I'm going to say 20. I'll go. I'll go twenty-five. Twenty-two point five. Oh, twenty-two point two five. That is Neat Yacht Rock. Next song, "Love a Rainy Night" by Eddie Rabbit. I love this song. It's a great song. I fucking love this song. This yeah, I don't know why. Not yet Could rock. this be Marina Rock? No, it's too country. Yeah, and Eddie Rabbit. Maybe he just has. I, I had a couple Eddie Rabbit singles when I was like really little, so there. So I wrote all this stuff about it. Like this was the A side. It's a short road to love, but you're taking me the long way around. Um, they're good songs, but they they aren't fucking yacht rock. But I do want to put in a plug for a local LA band called Albert and His Dreamboats. They he's 27 years old and he looks like a used car salesman from the 80s, like from Texas. And he plays amazing music. They do this song in their set. And his name's Albert Hickman, and he's the son of, that's right, Dwayne Hickman, a.k.a. Dobie Gillis, hmm. who I believe had him when he was 65. <laughs> Dobie Gillis never stopped fucking. Yeah. Eddie Rabbit looks like a cross between Rupert Holmes and Kenny Loggins. You guys see it? Yeah, 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 I can see that. I can definitely I can see that. I can see this guy playing at the marina, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I um, I think he might be a little too big for Marina Rock. He may have too many hits. He'd be, he'd be more the guy who plays at the uh, the horse race track after the races are done. I gotta say, Dave, that's probably the that's probably the biggest compliment Eddie Rabbit's ever had. Yeah, <laughs> could be, could be. He might be too big for Marina Rock. So there's an acoustic guitar-driven country rock song. 
It's a very simple chord progression. Mm -hmm. Like this could basically be a Neil Diamond, exactly. or Ramones type yeah. chord progression. That's not what Yacht Rock is. But it's gentle, gentle. Anybody know what year this is from? Eighty-one. It was a number one pop hit Could, in nineteen eighty-one. Okay. Couldn't, couldn't you see Andy Kim singing to this? Yeah, absolutely. Because it belongs in the goddamn marina. I'm just saying. Give it a t I'll give it a 12. I'm not quite angry about this one. It's of the air, at least. I'm never angry to hear this song. Yeah, yeah it's a good song, but... I'm glad uh, I had I'll a guitar 18. solo. I'll give it a 15. What do you think, Steve? Boy, I just can't... I, I can't go higher than 5. Even, <laughs> even though <laughs> I a, love this an, song. That's an the angriest score. Steve's that's ever an been. score, you know. You're angry. He's That's the angriest Steve has ever yeah. been. No, he gave... The Eagles a zero. Yeah, I was angry about that. 12.5. That is not yacht Speaking of Eagles. I was setting up him being angrier. Oh. <laughs> now I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, this, this is, is peaceful, easy feeling that the Yacht Rock. Not what that's play. given me. No. Nope. Tell you that. Yacht Rock Review plays this song from the 1972 <laughs> debut Eagles album. It's like the worst Eagles, Eagles song yeah. you could possibly yeah, just, play. Yeah, play, I gotta, play one of the Desperado. Uh, maybe I gotta, Desperado. Play one of the R&B ones, like I Can't Tell You Why or, I gotta, or Take It to the Limit. I got a number. Zero. Good one. Oh, gee, I mean, in the desert. They're in the desert. How far away you is that from the fucking water? Hit a yacht in the desert. Well, I mean, you could tow it behind your. It doesn't even have to be boat themed a yacht rock song, obviously. But like when you're singing about the desert and the song sounds like that, you're just rubbing it in our faces. Yeah. You're driving a fucking pickup truck. You're I not would like a sailing. I think we've talked about a nice desert yacht song. It could exist. It's somebody dreaming about. For being sure, on it For could sure. theoretically uh, exist. And one of the this greatest, ain't it. One of the yachtiest albums of all time. Time is called Blue Desert by Mark that, Jordan. That's the one. And, but this one, this song, this fucking, this guy can get on his horse with no name and go deeper in the desert uh, for all I care. Uh, although Three. I have to say, a Blue Desert is probably the middle of the ocean. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Um, yeah. You sure that wasn't called Blue Desert? Like he got some <laughs> Superman ice cream? Because <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> Uh, blue, blue, blue caracal on, on a snow cone. Yeah. I got a question. Who's singing this? Is this a Glenn Fry song? I think song? this is a Glenn Fry song. All right, I'm going to give it a two then. At least if it was Don Henley, he at least was on the background of some Yacht Rock stuff. I might give it a three. All right, what do we got? Wait. Oh, Steve, what did you give it again? Zero. Oh, yeah. So we got two zeros, a three, and a two. <laughs> we got a 1.25. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Night Fever. Oh, I love this fucking song so much. What a great song. Why, why, is a, why is a band with Yacht Rock in their title playing this disco I have disco no song? idea. Fucking call yourself fucking Disco Nights. Nice. Call yourselves Travolta. I don't give uh, a fuck. Yeah, wear your white suits and your black shirt. Play this song. And this song is so fucking good. We, uh, When I was in high school in the summer, like our junior and senior years, we would drive to Chicago for a weekend and do up the town as high school kids. And when we were on Shoreline Drive, this is the fucking song we a put on. A lot of on. jerking off. Because, yeah, just constantly. Is it, and then you go is crazy it called, Broadway style. Is it called jerking off if your friend's helping you? Yep. Depends if he's a dick or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, like a... Or you are. Yeah. If, you're, if you're being a little snippy that day yeah. on the trip down. Yeah, this guy's a real jerk off. Yeah, the Dan Ryan Expressway turns into Shoreline Drive. That's great. Is this song really that far from Yacht Rock, though? 
Oh my God! The man yeah. who hates disco. I know. Yeah, well, this is and here's a, it, this is. I'm being generous when I say twelve. Like maybe if we explore. Well, here's the thing. BG's are right close. No, they were right, they're always close. Close to yacht rock. Yeah, er, yeah, especially early '80s BG. Which is a lot of my frustration with um, uh, with Olivia Newton-John and Dave. Dave made clarified it. He's like, this sounds like more of a BG song, and I'm like, that's it. That's why I think she's so close, but but still so far away, because it's, it's a kind of a BG sound in there. Such a definitive. Uh, but di- this is when they're just pure disco. Yeah, such a definitive disco song. Yeah, yeah. It's on the disco soundtrack. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, don't worry about it. The disco soundtrack is what it's called. Yeah. Is that what the movie yeah. is called? Yep. Disco soundtrack, volume one. The disco. And this was the disco soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give it a twenty-five. Where like are you going tonight, Tony? Bouncy. I'm going to the disco. Bouncy R and B. Straightforward. I can't. I'm not too angry about just it. Just listen to that drum beat that never changes. Not, at least it's not folk rock, you know. Twenty-five is. A, There's a at least a little bit of disco in yacht rock and some yacht rock, so I can't hate it on that much. And the Bee Gees get pretty close, but this particular song, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'll give it a twenty-four. I'm gonna go 19. Did you give it a number? I said 12, but I mean 18. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so 18. I love this song. I just don't want this to be associated with yacht rock. <laughs> don't worry. 21.5. You, you should worry because yacht rock review is playing it. Oh, that's, have yacht that's rock true. In the title of their I'm name. sorry. Worry. I wrap up this lightning round with a real winner. And this <laughs> top this one, speaking of the Bee Gees, is a fucking tragedy. <laughs> I love this big band. yacht rock scene in uh, in this city. I love this band. I love this album. I love this song. I love this. This song's a goddamn symphony. Yeah, but when yacht rock review plays in Boston, somebody should throw their instruments in the fucking water. <laughs> that dirty water. I'll give this a six. You know what? I- I'm not mad at at Boston. Yeah, I will say Bradley Delp sounds a lot like uh, Bobby Kimball. Yeah, the, the only thing you could All right, you're conceivably so, you're compare them to lot. is Toto. Yeah, yeah okay. But listen to that. You're selling that, me. That riff right there, when Kurt Cobain first showed the other guys in Nirvana the riff for Smells Like Teen Spirit, they were like, dude, you're just playing Boston. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, no wonder it was such a big hit. It's a very pleasing corporate resident. Um, I once saw Weird Al get on stage with the Presidents of the United States and play this with the accordion. It was fantastic. I bet it was. You know what it wasn't? Yacht Rock. Mm -mm. And they were like, dude, you're just playing Boston. No. Ten. Why would they play this? Why would they? Why would you fuckers do this? Why would you do this? I'm gonna. You say that you're fans of our show, our web show. So much that you take the name of the web show and you trademark it. You run around the country playing quote-unquote yacht rock <laughs> concerts, and you fucking shit in our mouths by playing Boston more than a feeling under the umbrella of yacht rock. You guys can eat dicks and go to the deepest part of hell. Two. Uh, I do like this song, though. <laughs> I love this song. It's, it's a great got, song. Well, it's, got I, real, it's got real smooth production. And that's about all I can say for 
for the yachtiness. You can send me sucking dicks into the deepest part of hell. Just as long as I have the first two Boston albums with me, I'll deal. I'll Mm. deal with that. Yeah, I feel bad giving it a six because I'm not not mad at Boston. I'm I'm mad at Yacht Rock Review. Yeah. (laughs) And this one makes me the most mad because it's... It's just the most arena rock. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It already is defined. Well, the other one, the disco song, would be played at disco night. But at least I don't know. I, I go back to that chord progression too. It's it's a pretty basic chord progression in the in the chorus that they're even playing. the solo is pretty basic. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, if you're playing those same yacht rock songs night after night. It might be fun to rock out a little bit with this. Yeah, so go yeah, with I the name you that. wanted to give yourselves, AM Gold, and you yeah. can fucking do that shit. You'd be just as big, and you don't break my heart. Steve, did you give a number? Not yet. I'm going to give it an 11, because that's what I crank the volume to when it comes on the radio. <laughs> so this is... Uh, here. Okay, this is why I'm going to justify my six. Because the disco stuff didn't, didn't pull Yacht Rockers away, but the whole... There's a whole plot of yacht rock is to try to avoid rocking. Yeah, and that's what this is. Yeah, this is the pull. This yeah. is the devil. Yacht rock music in and of itself is is R it's R and B based. Disco is R and B based as well. They're brothers. They're cousins. You can get a 25 out of a disco song. It's close. Yacht rock. You there's a line of rock in there. You want to get a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but if you but it's easy to go too far. And then you're falling off a fucking cliff. And that's what this is. This is oh. the this is the fucking siren song pulling pulling. Yeah. Luka yeah. You're dressing like frat boys at a 90s 70s party. <laughs> this is. Okay, so this my, uh, 70s party. That's what we did back then. It my was. high school, uh, <laughs> my high school had a uh, back in the art wing. Uh, somebody in the 70s had done a, a mural on one of the walls, and it was the album cover. I think of the first Boston one, like the spaceship with the city in it, mm-hmm. like going up. And I mean, it it looks like something that should be painted on the back of a van. Yeah, absolutely. Not something that should be on a yacht. Yeah, 7.25. Now, what does that? Bring the overall. I'm, I don't know. The guy, our friend Jay Diggity, has to re re yeah. reconnoiter it, and we'll, we'll maybe we'll get a score. Because he did, he wasn't real specific about how he rated it. Did he rate? I wasn't sure how he got to that number. Right. Divide by the numbers of songs that we'd yacht Yeah. 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 Um, hey, Ethan, send yacht and yacht questions to us, and thanks to Matt Brousseau. Right. Oh, and hey, Ocean City Defender. Go. Yeah. Hey. And uh, wing noit, wing noit, and uh, yeah. hand, voice. hand globs, hand globs, hand globs. Oh, that's right. Okay, there's a lot of pe- a lot of things to point out. Oh, point out. Hey, stay tuned to the next episode when I point out all the things I should have pointed out here. Bring some friends, new listeners. Can't wait to tell you guys my idea. <laughs> you might hate it, but there's still something genius about it. Talk about it later. Network.